0: The Postal Service, after 14 consecutive years of net losses, can't maintain the status quo and expect different results. That's why Postmaster General Louis DeJoy says the agency needs to move ahead with a 10-year reform plan of which he drove the development. As part of that plan, USPS is in the middle of shrinking its management workforce. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman spoke with DeJoy and joins me now with highlights. And Jory, what did Mr. DeJoy tell you would happen if that 10-year plan that he proposes doesn't go forward? In
1: this interview, DeJoy said that this plan really is right-sized to meet the situation that the Postal Service is in right now financially, and that he wouldn't recommend anything here that wasn't necessary to get the Postal Service out of the financial hole that it's in. He recognizes it's going to be a tough sell for some, but he said that the cost of doing nothing is far greater. And to give you an example, he said that the Postal Service would run out of cash by the final quarter of 2022 if Congress and the Postal Regulatory Commission don't move ahead with this plan soon. For people who've been following this closely, this might seem like a sky-is-falling-tight moment here because around this time last year, the Postal Service under old management said that it was going to run out of cash by the end of fiscal 2020 because of the COVID-19 pandemic and an acceleration in the loss of first-class mail volume.
0: Yeah, so the same trends that they've been seeing for years and years and years. I think first class started falling off about 1995 when people started getting email, uh, you know, generally into the public. And what about the workforce? I mean, there is no reform plan that doesn't address both their unionized federal employees out there in the trucks delivering, plus the pretty large management and headquarters staff USPS has.
1: Yeah, what's actually striking about this plan is how little it goes to address the union side of the workforce the four major unions that represent a good majority of the Postal Service's frontline workforce, so letter carriers, clerks, and people who work in mail processing facilities. What this really focuses on here is an Ongoing agency restructuring that addresses its non union management workforce. And as part of that, the Postal Service is already making voluntary early retirement offers to that management workforce to avoid a non voluntary reduction in force. We spent a good chunk of the interview drilling down on this because in rolling out the 10-year plan, DeJoy had thrown out a 60,000 employee number that didn't really get too well addressed. There's about 60,000 management employees, and he clarified he certainly has no intention to ask all of them to retire, but still a little bit of squishiness with this exact number. He said that he's calling on a small percentage of this management workforce to take these voluntary early retirement offers, and that between that and an 8 to 9% attrition rate annually, he's counting on those two factors to help the agency reach its final goal, which he declined to give an exact number on, but said that this is going to come into focus much more in the coming months and that by the end of May, we'll have a better estimate of where things stand.
0: Sounds like he's looking to cut the management ranks probably by about half, though.
1: It's hard to say. You know, we did also address the idea of if this is a RIF reduction exercise, is there any point where the Postal Service does see the need for a for a reduction in force? And he said that's something that he's not considering right now, but at the same time, he didn't leave it off the table.
0: So he's making the distinction between voluntary early retirement and a some kind of a RIF where people get pushed out because they want to cut the ranks. Yeah, correct. And so we don't know whether they're going to rehire the people, the positions that is that take the voluntary retirement
1: that we don't know
0: we're speaking with federal news network's jory heckman and he's going to pretty much leave the unionized workforce intact i guess maybe it's just too big an issue to take on
1: well i think he recognizes that that is a perhaps a third rail type issue here they are very vocal unions and they have been critical of other parts of the plan recently and so in trying to build a broad coalition here he is perhaps trying to make as many people happy as he can and it is striking that the unions have put out statements in the rollout of this 10-year plan that have been cautiously optimistic. They're not happy about some things, but there's other things that they recognize that there is room for
0: agreement. Well, these unions go back to something like 1888 originally in the Postal Service. So there's such a long history there that uh, maybe he'll just try to, as you said earlier, I think a couple of weeks ago when we talked about this, he would just try to stabilize the force that's out there, the unionized force, such that there's not this influx and outflow of temps seasonally all the time and some more stability to the unionized workforce. And getting back to the managers who are being offered the non-RIF, the voluntary buyout, and there's no buyout, right? It's just go, but no cash. What is the reaction there, been?
1: Yeah, to help fill in some of the gaps here, From what DeJoy said and what he didn't say, I spoke with the president of the National Association of Postal Supervisors, Brian Wagner. He said that the USPS has notified management employees for their eligibility for a second round of voluntary early retirements if the agency does decide to go ahead with that reduction in force with that RIF. Now, Wagner was careful to say that there has been no announcement of that or any plans of the RIF, but... He did say something that was very telling here is that the Postal Service wouldn't offer a second Vera if just for the sake of offering a second Vera and that he really sees that there's going to be two buckets of employees here. One that would take the first Vera no matter what and a second bucket of employees that would take the early retirement if there was a riff on the horizon and that they would choose to leave the agency on their own terms rather than be involuntarily laid off. Now, to give you a better sense of this, about 35% of the employees represented by NAPS are already retirement eligible. So they didn't receive a VR offer, they can retire whenever they'd like. And so that goes back to DeJoy's comment about attrition, trying to do this as painlessly as possible. And Wagner said that he's been with naps since 2004 and that he's worked with the postal service in the past on rifts he said that a management hiring and promotion freeze that's been in place since august has actually opened up what he called landing spots within the agency so that if a rift does happen that these employees who are affected would be offered different jobs. And so he said it's really worth looking at this as a reduction in positions as opposed to a significant reduction in overall workers.
0: And while we have you, Jory, did DeJoy comment on the court battles the USPS is involved with the date to the 2020 election?
1: So he didn't comment about that. That didn't come up, but we did get some recent updates on that front from the courts themselves. The Postal Service, under a clarification to an existing preliminary injunction, can move ahead and move some redundant mail processing machines to facilities that have a greater need. This preliminary injunction, just to zoom out here a little bit, has been in place since last summer, and this addresses a series of court battles about the 2020 presidential election and the Postal Service's capacity to handle a historic volume of mail-in ballots. Now, by all accounts, the agency did a good job with handling those, but we're still talking about this because these plaintiffs have updated their original complaints to address the upcoming elections this year and saying that that is still going to be concerned concern because mail-in ballots will still be very much a big part of these elections that are coming up. And so this is giving the Postal Service a little bit more flexibility to move these machines around and address you know, what it said has been some persistent service delivery issues.
0: Okay, so a little bit of movement on some important issues for Postal Service. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. And if you love the Postal Service, buy a stamp and send your sister-in-law a card. Coming up next, and by the way, check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.